Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 98. Today, I get to have my best friend, my sister friend back on the show, my little sister who is now the new team member at Jenna Kutcher. You get to hang out with me and my sister Kate as we talk all about her transition from nursing into the world of podcast producing, and she gets to share her journey in finding out that maybe her dream job wasn't a dream after all, and talk all about her new role on my team and how you guys guys can play a part in that. My sister went through a lot of change recently, which we'll talk about in the show with a marriage, a move, leaving her career behind and figuring out what's next. And so if you're in a place in your life where you're not quite sure where you're headed or you're in a job that turned out to not really be the right fit, this show is for you. And if you just like hearing some sisters chit chat, then this show really is for you. So dive on in to episode number 98. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Yo, 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 it is Jenna here, and usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid 5, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code, and maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through it to get to the actual content, but fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. That's right. We all love free, so hop on over to JK Insta and up-level your Instagram game in no time. 
Hey, Gold Diggers, it is Jenna Kutcher. I am so excited to have my best friend back (laughs) on the show. You might have heard about her in episode number 17, but today I'm having my sister on the show, and we are going to talk all about how she joined Team Jenna Kutcher, what her role looks like, and just the decision factor in leaving behind her nursing job, what that brought on. Now, this girl has been through a lot of change in the recent months, and so today we get to hang out, have a little sister chat, let you guys in, and talk about how my business has evolved in the sense of hiring and what that looks like. So welcome to the show, my little northern girl, Kate. How you doing, boss? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. We always laugh because Kate sounds way, way more Minnesotan than I do. I don't know if it's just that I've been out of Minnesota for so long, but you guys will get a kick out of her awesome accent and we're going to have a lot of fun. It is definitely a package. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit just about your life and all the changes you've been through in the recent months because it's been kind of a roller coaster in the most magical of ways. Yes. So usually, you know, when people ask like, what's new? And you're like, oh, nothing. Same old. It's been like a month of pretty much everything has changed. So I got married. So I married Adam, my little high school sweetheart, finally. And then we quit our jobs. We went on a two-week honeymoon to Bali and Thailand. We came back, instantly packed up our stuff, bought a house, moved across the state, started new jobs, which were not just like only new jobs, but also, you know, new careers. I went from nursing to, like Jenna said, joining her team full-time. And now we are nestled in our new house. It is so chaotic and not moved into it all, but... Basically, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, but in a very, very good way. But Jenna and I were just talking just how much has changed. And I think I'm finally getting settled into my new life. So it's going to be fun to do this interview and just kind of reflect on the last month. Awesome. So we haven't quite said exactly what your position is on the team and what you're going to be doing. So maybe let's let people in on what that looks like for you. Awesome. So I could talk about this forever because I really, really love it. So I am the Gold Digger podcast manager. So I do all the behind the scenes logistics, kind of like topic creation, outlining shows, reaching out to guests. And just really trying to reach our audience and see what they want to hear and how we can best deliver that and give them the tools to, you know, do the creative girl boss thing, which is a really unique niche. And so it's just exciting to be behind the scenes, but also like a really cool part of a show that I think is impacting a ton of people. So I am the Gold Digger podcast go-to gal, if you will. So awesome. It's pretty crazy. I was thinking about it this morning. And, you know, we started the show a year ago. And so to think about how it's grown and how we've been able to run this little ship on our own, but having the ability to expand and to have somebody come in and help produce everything has been so amazing. And I know I can speak for Caitlin and I as we were juggling all the things that it just feels so good to finally be able to put in the strategy that we want 
and to be able to make sure that we are able to deliver the content, like you said. And so it's pretty crazy because, you know, thinking about a year ago, the show barely existed to now having a full time dedicated team member to help make it happen. I mean, what a crazy, crazy ride it's been for me. And now you get to jump in on it. How awesome. Right. And it it's so cool. Just what you said, like the growth of it. I mean, there is a market of people that are just waiting for this info that you're giving them. And I think I can view that as your sister, like as a I'm so proud of you standpoint. But also now that I am working from home, I can view it as a I need this information. Like I need other people that are working from home and doing these atypical careers to kind of be a network with. So I feel like I see the podcast growth as both a consumer of it and like your biggest fan. So it's a really cool place to be. That's awesome. So let's back up now that people know what you're up to and we can dive deeper into that. But let's talk a little bit about your career path and what it's kind of looked like. Because I know for me and now for you, we both went to college thinking that we would do one thing only to come to find out that that would not be what would fulfill our greatest passions. And so Let's talk about transitioning from nursing to working from home as a podcast manager. First things first, why did you pick nursing to begin with? Oh my. So it seems like a lifetime ago, but also like I remember it so vividly, but I am a person of many interests. So picking my college major was impossible. I would ricochet from journalism, I love writing, to business, to pre-med. I was just kind of all over the map and my studies definitely represented that. Like I really loved science, but not really math. So that took away a lot of science majors that are kind of typical. And I really loved writing, but not really social studies and political systems. Like I didn't really love that. So I just kind of felt at a crossroads. And so I ended up nailing down that I wanted to do science, like just a really broad idea of something I wanted to do. And so it just kind of was a checklist decision like, okay, nursing is about science. It's about people. I love people. There's good job growth. There's good job outcomes. Like it was a very logical decision. But I, looking back, I did make it in kind of a rash way. So I was working at a coffee shop and I'd actually applied to my college's business school and I got in. I was all set to go. And I just had this moment of like, I don't actually know what I want. And I called the school and said, I'm going to retract my acceptance from the business school. I'm not technically a student yet, but I want to switch my major already. They're like, okay, who is this girl? And they were like, what do you want (laughs) to switch your major to? And I was like, honestly, I'm undecided. Like, I want to go in with a blank slate. And they were like, well, you know, you can't really be a blank slate. You have to like switch into a college. We can't just switch you into a no degree. And so on a whim, I said nursing. And that's the truth of it. I honestly had had a conversation a few weeks prior where someone said they could picture me as a nurse. And I said it on a whim. And then come a few weeks later, I got this really elite acceptance into like, I think there was 15 of us that got like a specific spot set aside for them. So I got this spot and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even really know if I wanted to do this. And now I'm in this kind of elite group of people that got accepted. And 
it was just kind of a weird trajectory. And I remember going into orientation with that group of the 15 of us that got these highly competitive spots. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, I cried when I got my acceptance letter. And I was a CNA for three years leading up to this. And I was kind of like, ah, uh uh-huh. Like, yep. Like I was trying (laughs) to muster that passion they had for it, but I also really was interested in it and just excited to see where it would go. So it was, it was a weird emotion at the time, knowing that I had got this like career trajectory in front of me, but also like I didn't have the freedom to explore like I had planned on. So that was kind of how I got into it. And then I am just like Jenna, a go-getter. So when I was in nursing school, I just went for it. And I was, you know, in a lot of committees and really involved in different nursing groups. And I just went for it. And when it came time to do internships and whatnot, I aimed high. Like I went for some of the best hospitals in the country And not necessarily because I was like, you guys need me, but just kind of like, hey, I'll put it out there and we'll see what happens. And I ended up getting one of those spots. So I'm at the top hospital in the country. And, you know, I feel like I was using success in nursing as a band-aid in a way, kind of to be like, I don't know if this is right for me. Like, if I'm getting these internships, if I'm heading these committees, this must be right. But there was just something, such a disconnect. Like when my peers would talk about like, I did this awesome thing at clinical and they were so revved up and ready to go for the school year. And I was there, I just wasn't fully there. And so that internship led to a job. So I was in an ICU at a very well-known hospital and it was just, it was a lot. So I jumped in right as a new grad and I remember them saying during orientation, like, you will be in the honeymoon phase the first month. And I just couldn't muster that. Like, I was showing up to work ready to work. I was excited. I loved learning about the ICU. I loved learning about my patients from, like, a textbook perspective. Like, oh, okay, this lab value means this, and this disease means this. And I was fascinated by the learning, but the fact that it was a person in front of me with a life and a family and feelings, that struck me a lot harder than I think I had bargained for. And I just showed up to work like anxious every day. Like I was getting my job done for my 12 hour shifts. I was on autopilot. I was in fight or flight. I was fully, fully invested in my patients. Like I, it's a human life. And I felt the weight of that so much that I would take it home with me. And that was basically the first warning sign is when I was anxious for work because I'm a very kind of stress-free person. And I was so anxious to be going to work. And that was kind of my first warning sign, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it brings me back to the anxiety on my burnout season. And I think that that's what's so weird about you and I is like, we aren't anxious people. And so when it starts to hit, it's like, okay, something is off. Like this isn't who we are. Right. It was hard to swallow that pill because, you know, I had just gone to school four years for this and I'm getting these, like in nursing school, they always tell you starting in the ICU is the most impressive thing you can do as a new grad. And I am an achiever, so I just went for these things, and I was doing well at them, but inside, just because I was getting the job done didn't mean it was the right job for me. Like, 
my coworkers, when I finally was opening up about my feelings of anxiety, they were like, oh my God, I had no idea. And that's because I didn't want to be negative at work, but inside was just like stress and anxiety. And I was dreaming of my exit from the ICU nearly right when I started. And I'm not someone like, I think I didn't want to be the typical millennial that, oh, millennials just don't know how to work hard. And these are 12 hour shifts and da, 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 da. It's like, I do know how to work hard. And I think back to when Jenna and I both worked at our dad's paper bill in the summer when we were Mm -hmm. in college. And it was 12 hour shift, shift work, night shifts, manual labor. And I never, ever hated that job. Like I showed up ready to work. It maybe wasn't my passion, but I never felt anxious. I never felt stressed. I never dreaded going in. And the fact that I was feeling that towards nursing just told me fundamentally something was off. It wasn't the work. It wasn't the knowledge. It was emotional. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how we started the conversation about you jumping onto the team and then kind of how that evolved. What was that like? So I feel like it's always been a joke. Like, I think once your career started growing, you know, it was kind of like a someday I'll hire you and we'd laugh and ha ha ha. Imagine that. But then I remember (laughs) my senior year when you were really taking off and you're like, I seriously would hire you someday. I'm like, Jenna, I'm going to be a nurse. You know what I mean? Like we're drawing the line in the sand here. But then I think you were really good about it and you let me dive into nursing. But once... I'm a very open person. So once I was telling you, like, this isn't what I thought and I'm not feeling the way I thought I would, you were like, well, just know, like, maybe something could happen. And so I think it was about last November, December, when I just started doing little part-time things for you, kind of when you needed maybe a certain blog post or something like that, you would just dial me up and I'd do it for fun you know, basically just testing the waters. Mm -hmm. And as the year went on, I kept taking on more and more just to, you know, see if it would work. I feel like we are really good about testing it and seeing if it was something I would one, be good at because it is a business you're running and two, if I could naturally see that. And then I think the conversation became really real when I had given nursing, I felt enough time and my stress wasn't going down. In fact, it was getting worse because the more and more respect I gained on my unit, I felt like I kept getting sicker and sicker patients. So I feel like when it got to that point where I was like, I don't see nursing emotionally changing for me anytime soon. That's when we kind of said like, are we doing this? How are we going to do it? So I feel like we gave it a good amount of time, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, it. it's honestly, it was scary. And it did start off as a joke. I think everyone in my family has asked if they can work for me sometime. And so my dad wanted to be our Hawaii maintenance man, which I said was highly unnecessary, but that I would accept his application when he was ready to apply. But, you know, hiring family is scary. And I think that You know, you hear horror stories and then you do hear those success stories. I know when Laura Hooper and her sister Alyssa were on the show, I kind of kept them on the line afterwards and was asking them questions about what it looks like to work as sisters because Kate and I are best friends and, you know, we have each other's backs, but we want to protect that. And so it was funny when it really started getting to be a real conversation when 
you know, Kate was saying, I put in a year and I still feel this way and I'm just not sure what's next. And, you know, it was kind of like, man, like, is this going to work? Do we have enough work for her? What what will this look like? And it has been this very gradual move, which I think has been awesome because it's just really given us both time to feel it out, to make sure it's the right fit, to make sure that Kate's passionate about it. And, you know, there's a steep learning curve. Like I've been doing this for six years on my own. And so to invite someone in is almost like a sacred thing because it's like, this is mine and I've built it. Now I'm handing it over. And so it's been a really interesting transition, but I think it's also been super smooth. So let's talk about what it was like when you decided to leave and like how hard that was. Because I know when I left Target, as much as I didn't really love the job, I loved the people. And so it was a really hard thing. And I think you and I have never really quit anything in our lives. We always leave by default. And so it was kind of one of those situations where you had to look it right in the eye and say, this isn't for me. Right. So I'm really glad you asked that because I am like, I could talk for days with only positive things about my coworkers in the PICU, not only the nurses, but the doctors and our PCAs and our secretaries. I truly had such an incredible network there. And I was amazed every day by the brilliance of the nurses, their work ethic, their kindness. Like we really had fun together. So it was very hard for me to quit because I truly, I wanted to be them. Like, and that was the root of it. Like I wanted to walk into work and have a difficult patient and be on all day and be able to leave and turn it off. And I saw that in my coworkers and they said they loved the intense settings and they thrived off of codes and all these things. And I was just a step behind that. Like I would get the job done, but I wouldn't say I like craved the adrenaline of the ICU like you kind of need to. And I remember one of my charge nurses was like, what could we have done to make you stay? And I said, you did everything. Like, this is internal. This is me. And I think being very open about that, like throughout my time in the unit, I would confide in like someone on a night shift and then one more. And I just tried to be authentic with people. If people asked me what I thought about the job, I was like, I love it. I'm learning so much. But I don't love my life outside of work because all I'm doing is thinking about work and my patient and I'm researching if I did the right thing or if I pushed that med too fast or if I missed a warning sign. Like I was sleep talking about my patients at night. I was sleep walking about my patients at night. Like my husband woke up and I was like, I thought I was scanning in meds during a code at like three in the morning. Like I just couldn't shut it off. So the way I kind of quit to be honest was just honesty like I just said I so badly want to do what you guys do but something internally is not allowing me to and I just have to honor that but I did think it took timing to quit so my husband actually got his dream job in a different city so I was gonna be leaving the ICU anyway and so that kind of gave me the perfect like confidence and boldness to be like, I'm leaving and truth, like, and just kind of be like, the time is now. And I remember talking to one of my coworkers about it and she was like, Kate, you have to take this opportunity. Like, I feel like this move and Adam's new job and all of this timing is coming together so that you're ready to just take the leap and work for your sister. So 
I really do feel like for me, it's God. I do feel like God just knew I needed a little push just to make the leap because I did want to honor my coworkers and fulfill my service. And they had worked really hard to train me in. And I didn't want them to think I didn't appreciate that because I so did. But I think the way everything lined up, it was just like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to go into a nursing role. I'm going to work for my sister. And it was just a very definitive thing that I felt so confident in that it made it easier to talk to my coworkers and say, I so appreciate you. I so value my time here, but I'm switching gears. Awesome. Yeah, that stuff is hard. But a lot of times, too, we write narratives in our head of what people will think or what they will say. And nine times out of 10, none of it is true. And people, they genuinely care about you. They're going to support you through whatever it is that you're choosing, which I think you found out as well. Right. And I I remember talking to you, actually, because it was probably like the month before I was going to quit and it wasn't positive yet. But I was like, Jenna, what will I say in my exit email? Like I was already stressing about it. And you were like, Kate, I don't want this to sound bad, but you are replaceable. And you're like, I remember feeling that way at Target. Like when I leave, how will Target go on? And, you know, my team members and this <laughs> and that. And that's exactly how I felt as a nurse. And you know, people leave, life goes on. And it's a really tough pill to swallow to, in a way, be like, I am replaceable. But in a way, it's liberating because you know, you're not leaving them in a bind. You are someone that left because of a new opportunity, a new job, a new passion, whatever it may be. Like you are leaving for you for a reason. And they will find someone who is eager to fill your shoes. Absolutely. I remember too when Drew put in his notice at his wine job and he was like feeling so nervous about it and everything. And I told him that same story and I was like, you know, I like poured everything into my team at Target for three years. And I remember going in to clean out my office and someone else had already moved in. And I was like, what a sobering reminder that, you know, when you work for big companies, like they are out there to make money and they need people to do that. And that's okay. But it also just gave me clarity in that, that, you know, you feel like this key player. And I told Drew, I said, I don't think any of your employees would stay here just because of you. And so you shouldn't feel the need to stay here because of them, because I think that if anyone else had an opportunity like you do, they would take it in a heartbeat. And I think it kind of reminds you of like where you're at and that you have to just pursue what is setting your heart on fire and not worry about what everyone else thinks. Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling, we're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram. 
Okay, so let's talk about why, like, you could have done a lot of things. You could have, you know, gone when you moved and gotten a new nursing job. You could have applied for other positions. So why did you decide to work for me and the Jenna Kutcher team? I love this question because, like I said earlier, I am interested in a ton of things. So having a fresh start is liberating in the way that it's like, what can I do? I can do everything. And you know what I mean? There's so many options out there. But the thing about working for you is I feel like I know and understand your business in a really like multifaceted, multi-angle way because I've been there since the beginning. Like I've been there when your Instagram was photos by Jenna Lee. And when that Instagram was Jenna Shellerud, your maiden name, like I have been with you since the beginning of it. So I think I've seen you as a sister when you're energized or when you're burnt out or what your new passion is or what picture you're excited to post or your blog post. Like I've seen it. So I have a really thorough understanding of your brand from like an intimate sense. But then also I am honestly part of your demographic, like a younger 20 something girl with her whole life in front of her that looks for motivation and inspiration and body confidence and I see it from that lens and then I also see it from like the inside and because I did get sneak peeks into your work life obviously from being your sister so I could just picture myself like how I wanted to be as your employee like I wanted to honor your rest and I wanted to honor your vision and I understand your vision and so it was just cool to instantly be able to picture myself in a role because I know how your team works I know how you work. I know how you think. And so it was just a very natural fit in my mind. Like, you know, when you can just picture something, it was just boom. Like, I can do that. That's awesome. It's so funny because like growing up, Kate and I would like write notes and stuff. And sometimes my mom would be like, which one of you wrote this? Like, because we have similar voices and similar writing abilities, I would say. And so it's funny because sometimes Kate can write stuff for me and I'll be like, oh, wait, did you write this or did I write this? (laughs) And so it is a good proof that we can get inside each other's heads in a really weird way. So now that you have been working with me for over a month, What has it been like? Because I know, you know, you've been through all this transition, new job, new house, new marriage. Well, first marriage, but yes, you get the (laughs) point. New career, all the things. So what has it been like? I know it's been a lot. Right. And it has been a lot, but in a really good way. I'm naturally a very positive person. So times like this that could very easily be super stressful, I tend to just kind of run with it. But The first week or so was just kind of like, what are my daily responsibilities? Like, what do I have to do on this day? When should I be posting? When should I be reaching out to clients and researching different podcasts and just kind of seeing tasks? And then since then, I've totally had a learning curve with working from home. So the first week I was telling Jenna, I was working like all day. And it's not because Jenna was making me, but it was like when I'm watching TV at night or like sipping my tea in the evening it's like well I could be writing something or researching something like I finally was resonating with all these podcast episodes I've heard about working from home where it's like when do you time out and like what to do when you people are like oh you can do that today like 
you know, you have nothing going on. It's like, well, actually I'm working. Like, yes, I can work from anywhere, but I do have to do my work. So I think I'm just embracing the learning curve of working from home and trying to find my new routine. Yeah, it's just everything is different about it from nursing, but I'm loving the freedom of it because I am a self-motivated person. So I know I will get my work done and knowing I can do it on my own clock or if I have a free day just doing a ton of stuff or working ahead, whatever it may be, I've really loved that component to it. But yeah, working for the team, I think I'm just very intimately seeing the impact you're having because I am in the inbox and I am this last weekend in New York, I saw you speak at the Airy event and I'm seeing these women that you are reaching on such an internal level that you are truly changing lives. And as a sister, I've always known that. But to be part of this team and this community that's having a role in that and building people up and inspiring them to do more and dream bigger is so stinking cool. So cool. Mm, That is cool. It's fun to like, I think a lot of times, you know, what we do, especially when we're entrepreneurs is so obscure. And so when people say like, what do you do for a living? And you want to just be like, it's super complicated. And I do this, this and this and this because we're all multi-passionate. And so I think sometimes, you know, Kate was saying that my dad was over at her house the other day and he was like, so what is a webinar? And like, you know, my parents get it. I know my mom gets it more than my dad. But at the same point, I think that it's cool to have someone in my family be on the inside to see like how hard I work and like what I've actually built. And not that I'm just good at writing Instagram captions, but that I think through everything so thoughtfully and that everything is intentional and everything is planned and you know it's just really cool to have somebody with me now that kind of understands that I also think you know like you said working from home is so hard and I think that a lot of times people will get a taste of it like if there's a snow day and they're working from home if you're in the midwest and you're like this is awesome I wish I could work in my pjs every day but it is working from home and so have you set up any boundaries or figured out any routines that kind of help you you know establish efficiency while also giving you a chance to disconnect This is I like this question a lot because I, at first, I was just kind of waking up when I woke up and having breakfast and just plugging away, but I had no, like, intention. I had no workflow for the day, so I would get things done. It just was dragged out till 6 p.m. because I was being inefficient or, you know, like, emptying the dishwasher, like, little things like that. So what I've found to work for me, and this will probably tweak a lot since I have a lot left to learn, but is waking up early, which Jenna will attest, I used to sleep till like 11am, waking me up was like a gremlin, like terrifying. The worst. But I have trained myself to be a morning person, so truthfully I'm really pumped about that and I'm bragging about it right now. But I've been waking up at 7, I have my coffee, I read my devotional, like I, I set aside probably 20 minutes just to be and kind of get in the right mindset. And then I'll start working for a little bit and then I'll break up my day. Usually I call it my lunch break, but I'll go on a run during my lunch break and then I'll have like a smoothie when I get back so I can keep working. I've just found that when I break up my day with like exercise or a way to get out of the house, it just helps me stay focused all day because I do have a tangible break where I'm, I can't work. You can't 
write an email when you're running, but you can when you're eating a salad. So it's just a way for me to cut ties and be like, I am taking a break right now. So that's been really crucial for me. I find I'm way more productive when I get out of the house during the middle of the day. And then I just, I count out eight hours from when I start and I stop then. And obviously some weeks look a little different. If it's launch week, I'll plan it around the webinars and whatnot. But I honestly have been trying to honor it as like a seven to three, you know, like that's works better for me than a nine to five. And I just set it like it's a schedule and I honor that, which has already been a steep learning curve, but I'm really trying to run with that because you are so passionate about work-life balance and I do want to emulate that and live that. Yeah. I mean, we are definitely going into the new year, looking at team culture in a really big way because, you know, Two years ago, I had zero people on my team. Now I have three, four, five gals that are, you know, working every single week with us. And so I have to walk the walk and talk the talk. And if I want to be rested and in a good mindset, then I have to encourage my team to do the same. And so, you know, one thing I'm excited about this next year is really focusing on team culture and what that looks like and how we're connecting as a team and working together and you know, it's so interesting because nobody on my team has ever met each other. In fact, I still haven't met some of the critical players on my team because it's all remote. And so I'm really excited as we continue to expand and grow to continue to expand and grow our culture and just how we are living our best lives, but also, you know, taking care of ourselves. And I never want to have a business that requires people to work around the clock or work at odd hours or, you know, be chained to their computers. And so it's been really awesome to have the extra help that kind of allows us even more ability to sign off, which is something that we were just feeling a little stretched thin on. So what's in the future? What what are you excited about? What are you working towards? What's coming next? Honestly, the next is vague. I think I've just learned to stop planning, stop living so strictly by my five-year plan and just let life unfold. So for right now, I'm just diving into this job. Like I truly see how lucky I am to have this job because let's be real, Jenna hired me for kind of a business marketing, social media strategy job when I'm trained as a nurse. So she did take a risk on me. And I am so invested in her job because it's my sister. So I just want to fully learn what's going on. And it's so intriguing to learn a totally new career because it's like there's so much out there that I want to know and master. And I'm really motivated by that. So I think for right now, my plan is just learn how to be the best stinking podcast manager I can be and how I can extend the Jenna Kutcher like message as far as I can. And... I don't know. I think life surprises you if you let it and you can't plan everything. And I don't know if the future holds a nursing role that's better suited to my skills. I don't know if it holds a business path or what it what it's going to be. But I'm just know that if you take advantage of the job you're in right now and f- learn everything you can, paths will open. Absolutely. Did you really have a five year plan? Oh, totally. This is my, Jenna. This is like my whole life. You know, like my plan in college what? was like nursing school, get in c- impressive committees, do all this stuff. Then I'll get an impressive internship. Then I'll get a job at that hospital. And then once I have impressive nursing experience, I'll 
go to an impressive nursing grad school and like right now I'm a podcast manager. You know what I mean? Like you can't write life. Oh, I've never had a five-year plan. I hate five-year plans. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Well, I kind of do because you set up my schedule, but <laughs> I mean, really like five-year plan. That sounds awful. Oh, it's weird. Cause I am like, you know, this better than anyone. I am type A type B. I don't know. I like I'm very disheveled, but I always get the job done. I'm passionate. I'm ambitious, but I'm kind of scatterbrained. Like, I am the weirdest mix of a planner and also, like, let life unfold. (laughs) You are type Kate. I am. That's what you are. Thank you. So, okay. So what is, like, let's just say somebody's listening and they're in that job that doesn't feel right or that is inducing anxiety or that they're dreading. What is one piece of advice that you would offer somebody who is thinking about leaving their field or considering taking a leap but is afraid to? What would you tell them? I would say honor your intuition first and foremost. That's like my biggest piece of advice. I truly believe you know if something's right. You know if you're on fire for it. And just because it's a good job or you're good at it, or there's a lot of opportunity does not mean it's the right job. Good job and right job are not necessarily one in the same. And I think just realizing that and realizing how okay it is to switch gears and switch paths, you leaving a job is not going to disrupt the entire economy or plummet the whole world. Like you build things up in your head, like Jenna was saying. So I would say honor your intuition and chase your passions and Paths unfold when you go after something that you're interested about and passionate about because you're ready to put the work in because that fire is there. So I would just say, go for it. Like, stop worrying about what other people think. I really had to tell that to myself and just trust what you know. You know inside if it's right or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so funny, too, because we think that people are looking at our lives under a microscope and critiquing every move, every post, everything that we put out into the world, every career change or every, you know, life change. But I feel like everyone is so heads down in their own worlds, worrying about the same things that you're worrying about that nobody cares. Like if you can wake up and do what you love, wouldn't you choose that over staying somewhere because you're worried about what people might think? And chances are they're not even thinking about you in the first place. And so I think a lot of times it's such a good reminder, such a humbling reminder that while we are so important, we are also insignificant in ways that gives us a freedom and the autonomy to change. Like you are not a tree, you can move. And so I think it's just so cool to be able to watch the evolution of you and like what you're chasing and what you're doing. And this might not be forever and it might be forever. And who knows? We're both very open to what possibilities lie ahead of us. But in the meantime, it's just been so fun to have you on the team. It's honestly been amazing. And this last week, I mean, I went to New York with my sister for a work trip. Like I could not write a better scenario. I really couldn't. And I just, there were many times during the weekend where I was like, Jen, I'm so thankful or like this is unreal because this opportunity that I have right now, I fully realize how many people would kill to be on the Jenna Kutcher team. And I just feel so aligned with your like voice and vision and what you want. You you want to be building up women around you. And that's 
totally like I'm an encourager by nature. I just want people to live their best lives. And to be on your team is such an honor. Like even being on this podcast, everything about it, I'm just honored. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, you now got to meet the new producer. We decided that producer sounds so much more important than manager. <laughs> so welcome to the Gold Digger producer, Kate. There are going to be really awesome things coming out in the next year on the show. And just know that there is so much heartfelt intention behind every episode, every guest, every show note that you can find at golddiggerpodcast.com. Everything that we are doing is for you. And we are just so, so beloved believing and excited about what is going to come for this show in the future. So sister friend, I love you. Thanks for hanging with me this morning and sharing your story and your sweet little Northern accent. <laughs> and I guys want to say hello to Kate. Hop on over to the Gold Digger podcast Instagram. She is the woman who is helping make that happen and just say hi, welcome her to the team, ask her some good questions and just know that she'll be hanging there to greet you with open arms. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jen. Love you. Love you too. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.